today what I'm going to do, I'm going to take you on a journey. In this journey, you will be able to participate in just listening to possibly a conversation between the narrator and the person that I'm calling the listener. The narrator and the listener. I will let you know when the narrator is speaking and when the narrator, or when the narrator is speaking and when the listener is speaking. I will read um, an extended passage in the book of Luke and Matthew and a passage in Isaiah. I will give you the scriptures in a moment. But you will be able to just follow along with my own imagination in the story, so I will give that. Would you please stand with me? And I promise I won't have you stand through my sermon. You can, I'll have you sit during that time. But if you would stand as I pray, and I'll have you sit for the reading. Today, God, we again come into this place and into your presence as we thank you, in fact, that you are already here. And as we prepare to hear the word of God, we are thankful that you have given us the wonderful privilege of being able to share the good news, the good news of the kingdom, our Savior. Life has never been the same when Christ was born. Our Savior, Jesus, Jehovah saves. We are grateful today that you provided a Savior for us because we needed the King of glory to die for our sins. And we thank you that it was already set from eternity past. We thank you right now that you are God. We bless you and we honor you. We thank you for your wonderful grace. Now bless us and give us ears to hear. For those that are dealing with homelessness, we pray for during this time. We pray for people. May people this year understand and know that the reason that we're able to give gifts and celebrate and even have time together is because of Christ. There is a difference in the atmosphere. There is a difference at this time. Whether people deny, try to deny it or not, there is a Savior that was born. And we thank you that you have given us at this time, the privilege to be able to recognize that it was Christ, the Savior, that was born for us and died for our sins. We love you today. We give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. In the book of Luke, I'm going to give you the passages, read them, and take you on this excursion. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 37. Luke 1, 26 through 37. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Then I'll read Isaiah chapter 43, verse 11. Again, Luke 1, 26 through 37, Matthew 1, 18 through 25, and Isaiah 43, 11. This is what it says in the book of Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 37. Listen carefully. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed to a man, excuse me, yes, to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, 
O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month of her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Amen. Turning your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 1, verses, excuse me, Matthew, yes, 1, verses 18 through 25. Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Just go back two books, and this is what it says. You can follow along on the board if you don't have your Bible. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as she considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call his name Jesus or call his name Emmanuel which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and he took his wife but knew her not until she had given birth to a son and he called his name Jesus. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 11. Isaiah 43, verse 11. And this is what it says. I, I am the Lord. And besides me, there is no Savior. This message, this enactment is called willing to risk ridicule for the Savior. Willing to risk ridicule for the Savior. As I've mentioned, there's a narrator and there is a person called the listener. Narrator. Today I want to take you on a tour, a journey regarding some events and conversations about some mysterious circumstances involving the birth of this man named Jesus. This will be a conversation that you will be privy to between the narrator and a person called the listener. When each person is speaking, you will be told, and who is speaking? The listener. 
Will it be okay if I ask some questions as we take this tour? Narrator, by all means, act one, scene one. The Holy Spirit is responsible for the pregnancy. The Holy Spirit is responsible for the pregnancy. Narrator, the Holy Spirit has been blamed for a lot of things today, such as being blamed for making people jump over pews as they are filled with excitement, barking like a dog to show that they are being led by the Spirit. And on and on the list goes. But in many cases, this is not the Holy Spirit causing or making people do such strange things. But after 400 years of God's silence from the end of the Old Testament to the beginning to the beginning of the announcement of Jesus' birth, this first story was thought by some to be the hoax of all hoaxes. Yet, all one needed to do was reflect back on the prophecies given in the Old Testament. Like Isaiah and Micah, and from the very first book, the book, the book of beginnings, as we know it, called Genesis. Listener says, but, but wait, you, you want me to believe that the Holy Spirit is responsible for Mary's pregnancy? The narrator, yep. That is exactly what I am saying and hoping you will believe. Well, if Joseph had not been sent a divine messenger from God, you would be hard-pressed to make him believe the Holy Spirit was responsible for Mary's pregnancy. You see, Joseph and Mary were betrothed, espoused to each other. That, that goes much deeper than a simple engagement like many people do today. Today they give the person a ring and say, we're engaged. But for the Jewish people during these times, it was much more of a commitment at the very beginning. Let me give you at least seven things that happened in a Jewish betrothal. The espousal or betrothal was a commitment that a couple was going to be married in the future. Two, it, it was a legal agreement often followed by a dowry or some type of payment. Third, in fact, it had to be done in the presence of at least two witnesses. Fourth, it was binding, and the only way it could be broken was through divorce. Fifth, any hanky-panky, um, we've got kids here so I can't say some things, would be treated as adultery. Sixth, the wife and husband lived in the home of their parents for a whole year. And during this period, it was to make sure that each was, was faithful. And seven, after the year was over, the husband would then go to the wife's home with a great wedding party and celebrate the taking of his wife from her father's house to his house. Now, Mary... Elizabeth and Zechariah already knew that Mary was pregnant. But Joseph is not told anything initially. The listener. I have a question. How would Mary be able to explain to Joseph that an angel appeared to her 
and told her that she was going to be the mother of Jesus. Narrator. Let's not forget that when Elizabeth was in her sixth month of pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Mary to tell her the events that were going to happen in her life. Mary, knowing that she was a virgin, asked, how was this going to happen? She was told that the Holy Spirit was going to come upon her and that her relative Elizabeth, in fact, is now in her sixth month. Just keep in mind that she stayed with her relative three months until Elizabeth had her child and then left and then went back home. And she would be beginning to show that she was pregnant around this time. The listener, on her way back home from Elizabeth's home, someone must have seen Mary and said, hmm, Mary has put on some weight since she first left here. Some months ago. Ah. Then somebody must have discovered that she was pregnant and must have went and told Joseph. Narrator. Mary's parents must have been beside themselves. They must have thought that we let Mary go to see her relative and that's when she must have gotten pregnant. Or perhaps they thought, could one of those immoral Roman soldiers who would be hanging out in Nazareth for a little R&R have gotten Mary pregnant? Listener, yeah, maybe they may have thought that Mary left because she knew that one of those soldiers got her pregnant and left town because she was embarrassed and went there to go see her sister Elizabeth. She knew she was pregnant. Narrator, well, we know that there are a lot of speculation going on, and it is quite possible that some may have even given thought to this. But but when Mary was beginning to show, her parents must have been thinking also, we can't tell Joseph. You, You see, he may have her stoned. But the parents knew that Joseph was a good man, but they couldn't stop thinking, how are we going to let him know? They knew that in the book of Deuteronomy that if adultery was committed within the city, that both the man and the woman were to be stoned. The listener. Okay, time out. Hold up. Who, in fact, let Joseph know that Mary was pregnant? How did he find out that she was pregnant? I bet the rumor mill got word to Joseph. One person must have said, hey, Joseph, what happened to that one-year betrothal? Look like you got an early start. Narrator. Well, Scripture does not say just how he found out. But what we know is that the way that Joseph went about trying to protect Mary and keep a big scandal from developing, it shows that he really was a righteous man. Joseph was deeply hurt and came to realize that Mary, he thought, was not the Mary he knew, but he loved her. He he thought, I have to divorce her privately and quietly. He was thinking, what are all the people going to say? And how can I minimize the verbal assault that Mary is sure to experience? Both of us. Act 2, scene 1. The Holy Spirit right on time. The Holy Spirit right on time. Matthew 1, 20-25. Narrator. Right when Joseph was making plans to divorce Mary and try to protect her from further ridicule, Right before acting, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in 
his dream. Listener. So I, I have a question. Why does the Holy Spirit, who is called God, he's God, right? Narrator. Yes, that's correct. Listener. Why does the Holy Spirit wait, it seems, right before all hope is lost? Or wait to the very last minute? He seems to be cutting things pretty close. Doesn't he care about the reputation of Mary and Joseph? Narrator. God has a way of showing us that there is nothing too hard for him. And he often will wait to reveal our character through the passing of time. In Joseph's case, one of the delays that we have is the privilege of seeing how good of a man he was. He could have had Mary stoned according to the law, yet he did not want to cause her further problems and ridicule, even though to this day people still deny <laughs> and refuse to believe that it was the Holy Spirit who planted the seed in Mary and man had nothing to do with it. We also see that Joseph obeyed immediately. When he woke up from his dream, we have a responsibility to do what God says when he says it. Even though Joseph would, would face ridicule from people, he knew that he heard from God and realized that it was more important to obey God than listen to man. Listener. So this birth of Christ who came into the world was to, was to be the Savior? But if I'm a good person, why can't I just tell God how good I am? Narrator. The fact of the matter is that if we really were good, we would not need a Savior, and Jesus would not have had to come. You see, it is sin that separates us from God. And God is the only one who has the remedy, and the remedy is, listener, that would be Jesus. And his name means Jehovah saves. So he came and was born for our sins, not because of anything he did wrong, right? Right? Narrator, correct. And just like it says in Matthew one twenty one, he will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Listener, so this Jesus, who is also God, was spoken about in Isaiah. I think I saw that. In fact, he was called Emmanuel, which means God with us. This was talking about Jesus, right? Yes, the narrator says. Listener, so God sent an angel to Mary and to Joseph. And Mary's relative had a child when she was really old, right? Narrator, yes. That was also a fulfillment of prophecy, that John would be born and would be the forerunner of Jesus. He would prepare the way for the Lord. Listener. And if I recall, Zechariah, he didn't believe his wife would have a baby. And the angel told him to shut up and be quiet, right? When he was in the temple offering the sacrifice. Did I get that right? He told him to shut up, right? Narrated. Well, the angel said that he stood in the presence of God and was sent to give Zechariah the good news. And that it would come to pass at the set time. And because he did not believe, he was told that he would be unable to speak. Until that time. Listener, wow. God does not play. Narrator. That is true. 
One thing I forgot to mention is that when Mary greeted Elizabeth, when she went to go see her, when she went to see her, Elizabeth's baby was filled in her womb with the Holy Spirit. And Elizabeth's baby leaped for joy. And Elizabeth, too, was filled with the Holy Spirit. This was an awesome time that they had together. Listener, I, I guess Zachariah was over in the corner clapping because he had already blown it by not believing. He couldn't talk, right? That's right. Narrator. Well, he was able to observe everything that happened. So there were two miracles that God performed in the miracle of John the Baptist and that he was born to Zechariah and Elizabeth in their old age. And the miracle of Christ, but the birth of Christ, never again will there be another birth and miracle like this in the history of the world. So today we have Christmas because of Jesus being born into this world. His birth caused the whole world to take note, and even today we stop on this special day and special time of the year to honor the King of Glory, who was born into the world. Listener, thank you so much for sharing this incredible event that took place in history. And I can, can see why Mary and Joseph were willing to risk ridicule for the Savior, because they were chosen by God to be a part of the most incredible event in history. Stand to your feet. If you don't know the Savior, you can know him now. He was born to die for your sins. And the only thing that is required is for you to say, God, I acknowledge my sins and accept the Lord's sacrifice for me. He was born and he died. It's not that hard. If you have never accepted the Lord, you can do it right now by just saying, Lord, would you forgive me of my sins? I would like every eye closed. Is there anybody in this place that, have all, that's, that has said, you know, yeah, it's time for me to, to get it right. I don't want to spend eternity in hell without God. I don't want to spend eternity separated from God. He gave a gift. Jesus. He gave Jesus to be the one that would take my place to satisfy God's wrath. It occurred because Christ was born. Doesn't make sense to lose it when Jesus is saying, Come to me and I will I will give you my life. We'll exchange your sins for my righteousness. Is there anybody in this place that said, Yes, I'm ready. I'm willing. If you put your hand up and down, I'll pray for you. I see you. Just right where you are. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus. I acknowledge my sin before you. Knowing that there is nothing good that I could do to save myself, I must accept the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ, who came to save me from my sins. And so now I pray that you will take my sins and cover me with your life in Jesus' name.
Amen.